Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, well, welcome to my very first podcast um, called Place Talks. Um, my name is Amy Ferris and I am founder of Place Recruitment and we do secretarial and PA recruitment for investment firms across London, Manchester, Birmingham, Nottingham. And I am joined today with a super impressive executive assistant who has worked across numerous industries and can really give some great advice today. Welcome, Jackie. Hello there. Good evening. Hi. So I invited you on the podcast because I wanted to chat to you um, live on here so we can give some tips to up and coming PAs or PAs that support at senior level who, you know, could use some of your tricks of the trade really um as i know that you've got quite a few and you're a super organized and dedicated assistant so um first of all tell us a little bit about yourself jackie what is your background for the listeners okay well my background um started off in finance so i was a finance person um and when i moved countries i my job didn't re- resonate well there so i went to work for a very prestigious very large family private office and was sort of thrown in at the deep end. So I suddenly became an assistant to an ultra high net worth and uh, learned very quickly, shall we say. (laughs) Yeah, you have definitely been, uh, was thrown in the deep end there, wasn't you? Um, Which you've adapted to amazingly. And then before that, you'd worked in banking and investment. So you are fully, um, fully invested in the investment sector, like you know your stuff. So um, in terms of, your experience and your level of experience you're working at founder and ceo level at the moment aren't you that's right yes yes i work for founder yes and how did you find adapting from going from a business support executive assistant role to working supporting um a very busy ultra high net worth individual or individuals that you've supported in the past on a personal level what was how was the transition from business to personal for you um uh, it, it does depend on the founder. All founders are different. Some yeah. work corporately in their mindset and some don't. Um, the biggest challenge for me was basically not having the same rules or company profile that you're used to working along a certain way. Um, founders can do things completely as they want to. So you have to be very, very adaptable, um, more so than in a corporate role. You, you're, you're work day is 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 way more varied um to what you would be doing corporately and you have adapted amazingly and you have created your own infrastructure haven't you internally so that you can you know organize things really well and you were talking to me earlier today about the back office functions and how you have organized it all so it's really easy um for your founders and people that you've worked for in the past to kind of work with you and for you to organize your day um as a founder's PA, across any of the, you know, across your past experience, what would you say takes up the most part of your day? The biggest part of my day is um, making sure things happen behind <laughs> behind the scenes. So I yeah. might have five key objectives every day of, of things I have to get done. And yeah. I have to get them done. Uh, I just have to say they're done you don't give them a a little breakdown of what you're doing during the day and if it takes you two minutes or three weeks to do all they want to hear is it's done so you have to come up with every day some quick fixes and some achievements so every day I will have 
you know, do some complete, complete um, projects. And every day you have to be on top of all your projects and come to some good conclusions every day. It's very important that they, they can see that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's paramount importance. Um, I know when I've had a PA, you're a PA or an executive assistant um, is the person who is like a swan on top, aren't they? You're all nice and calm. You wouldn't really know what's going on. But underneath, you're the person behind the scenes making sure that everything happens. Um, and I think sometimes the, the role of a executive assistant, if you're a really, really good one, you know, people often don't realise actually how much you do behind the scenes, do they, to make sure that... No, they would have no clue what you do uh, of a day. It's almost as if, you know, what do you do in the day? It just seems to happen. But that's that's the sign of a good assistant when, yeah. when your boss doesn't know how you got there or really care sometimes. It's just producing the goods and making it look easy and also, you know, remaining calm throughout even on on days that are not so calm it's your job to 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 be the calming force which is also a challenge uh, at times yeah absolutely like the best PAs that I know are sturdy they're so unflappable that there could be like an earthquake going on and they'd be like come on everybody move out you know they're just so good at what they do and that's what you're like you know you're just very good at being calm and organizing and making sure that your boss is where he's supposed to be or she's supposed to be without them realizing um as you were working through the ranks and you've got to now founder level um and you've supported busy entrepreneurs haven't you in the past yes indeed um what would be your advice to pas that are coming up that want to support a founder but haven't yet done this what like three things could you say are like the key values or um you know key personality traits as an assistant that you would have to have to make it as an amazing ea to a founder or an entrepreneur um well this is obviously just just my opinion and how i find um it because sometimes the founders or people that you work for can be famous they can be extremely high profile and 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 one of them critical things is to not to be phased by that mm-hmm. so at the end of the day you know they are the founder and you do your job and you go home and have your life so when you go to work you have to focus on this is the job understand what's being asked of you um, and not to be starstruck um, because then you cannot possibly you know it would not be a success so you have to be really grounded and able to listen to what they're saying and and to compute and ask back. Don't be frightened to ask back if you don't understand something. You have to be completely on board with them. It has to be, you have to create a harmonious joint work pattern. Once you get that going, they won't mind you asking questions, they won't mind, but you have to work together. If you don't have that relationship, none of the admin skills matter. It's, it's the relationship you have to build and then the rest will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. Trust is so important, isn't it? If your yes. boss trusts you, they will, you know, you're privy to such confidential information, bank accounts, you know, where they're going, um, lots and lots of different things. So trust is super, super important. Um, what? How do you think the best way to gain your boss's trust is? I think that takes time. Yeah. Um, I think that they've all had bad experiences all. 
So you're yeah. always going in with a, with a someone who's had a bad experience. But I think as long as you're consistent and you do sort of go in, you do your job. Um, you know, you know, you're not looking for a new best friend, and you're you're not looking for it to be your whole world. Then I think you have a good chance of setting. You know, it's a result, isn't it? Like like yeah. all jobs. So if I do what I say I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, and he's happy, and, and or she's happy, and also with regard to money, you know, you're you're mindful of looking after their money as you would your own. I think that's also quite important that you don't sort of, you know, you're you're careful and considerate. I think eventually they will give you the trust, but it does. Have happen very slowly i have to be honest it doesn't happen overnight yeah and that's something as well with the finance side is that as a pa and you may have access to, to you know bank accounts or finance for um finance for the firm you've got to be really good at cutting costs haven't you and negotiating rates um and making sure that you know the the things that are paid for in the office or things that are paid for if you're buying gifts for their family or whatever it may be that you're not blown away by their by their wealth and you're buying it correctly and and yes you know, responsibly yeah. yes yes and also sometimes when you know when 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 um let's say providers see your location or know a bit about your your principal um sometimes rates are you know inflated or mm-hmm. things are not so you do have to be really on it because you can really get um you know sidetracked into a different world which really you know they they want to pay the same amount as as, as everybody else they don't they don't why should they pay more but very often the the invoices that come in can be slightly inflated so you do really have to be on it to make sure it's fair um and sometimes you want the cheapest and sometimes you want the most expensive it's 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 a whole new world of of choices i suppose yeah absolutely and so jackie with your experience it's awesome and you are you know really well established as a pa and you're great at what you do why did you decide to be a pa what made you go down this route um well as i said before i i i sort of fell into it because yeah. i was i thought <laughs> but i did it purely because i was fascinated um of how all this 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 world works yeah there was never there was it was it was crazy and it was it was amazing and um i lo- i learned a lot about people even myself to be honest with you but it was a, a a very different world and i found it was you know every day it was interesting it was always very full on i have to be honest but there was there's never a dull moment i mean i'm not just not just sort of producing a report every day i'm doing all sorts of crazy weird and wonderful <laughs> things so i found it quite interesting i still do um but yes as i say no two days are the same and you know you never know what you're going to be asked to do next so i quite like that aspect of it yeah and i think pas now you know a few years ago or maybe 10 years ago pas were just seen as someone to um they weren't seen as like a business assistant now were they the role as a pa has changed and you get a lot more responsibility and you truly are like the wheels aren't you to make sure that your boss gets everywhere that they're supposed to be you're the gatekeeper you know and you're also the first the first voice on a phone aren't you if they call the office you have to be the representation of the of the business um what tips would you have for um PAs to ensure like absolute discretion and to be the best first point of contact um for their bosses um there's there's many factors to this um with regard to you have to be a very good gatekeeper you you will learn in time 
who who can get through and who can't and generally most people can't because <laughs> because people can have who can have the mobile so yeah. you, you have to be particularly careful about the timing um you know you, you have to i mean i've dealt with millions of dollars and i've had the other side of the coin where they won't let you touch anything so it's it, it depends on what you know what they want to give you um so you have to really work out how they tick yeah. and you know basically you know you don't always win prizes for being right and i think that's sometimes you have to sort of just say okay um that isn't the way i would do it but that's fair enough you're you're the founder and you're obviously yeah. a, lot, a lot smarter than me but I know you have to pick your moments of, of suggesting, you know, there's lots of things that come into a PA, but I think, you know, you just have to protect them um, and, you know, highly confidential, learn, you know, learn, learn to be confidential. You know, when they call you, you have to have whatever they want to hand, which means that your back office has to be perfect and they just need to have full trust. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's just a case of, it's a transaction between you many times the relationship is they want something done you do it and then you move on to the next thing and I think that's also something people have to understand it's not maybe as warm and fuzzy as a corporate who have people around them to to chat to for example yeah. sometimes it's very you get this done and then you get this done and then you yeah. get this done and then you go home yeah absolutely and um when you move into a private PA role it is a little bit more lonely isn't it like you just said because you're not in the office full of maybe other assistants that you can have a coffee with or talk to you know you're you're solely working for one person usually or a family um and you have to make sure that you do everything they ask don't you because that's essentially why you're there um and you also can't share information whereas yeah with a corporate you can say oh you know this person how would you get this person from a to b yeah and a lot of the time when when the principals are moving they don't want people to know where they are so you have to literally you know you have to work on your own sometimes because you can't share the information and i think that from speaking to private pas or speaking to people at this level you know the the duties that you do are so varied like one day you'll be kitting out an office or you know be booking vips politicians celebrities ultra high net worth people into i don't know an event organizing events and the next day you'll be going to harrods and picking up you know um, bed sheets <laughs> or something there's such a variety isn't there in tax well I know I mean I've been dragging Santa from, from Peter Jones um, <laughs> across across many miles uh, in December so yes uh, all sorts of all sorts of uh, things I, I personally prefer you know I like to deal with you know the lawyers and the business side because that's yeah. my background so, yeah. so I like that but you know we do it all I mean uh, you know also, you know, it encompasses staff and international, and it's, it, you know, my role is very international, um, which I think is pretty normal as well. So you're dealing with lots of different types of people and cultures, which which is great. And loads of different time zones as well, aren't you? Like knowing your time zones, knowing about different cultures, as you said, is, is really, really important, I think, as an executive assistant as well. Um, at this level so on your day like how many different time zones would you book flights to or book meetings in on like I don't know not a day maybe like over a month what would you what would it be um I think generally it's it tends to be a founder will tend to unless they're a founder CEO they'll probably go to similar places yeah they don't scoop around as much as the CEOs who are everywhere yeah so I think probably um I would say you, you go sort of you do Asia and then you do the states that's sort of the the 
the band yes and then for example if you have some something to do in the US you can do it in the evening because you know it's going to be in the afternoon so you can actually still continue to get things done even if it's not in your own working day so as I say for me it tends it tends to be the same hits so it tends to be probably Europe or Asia or the States that that's the main for me um, is, is the main destinations but depending on the founder you would get probably get used to different ones um, but I say CEO founders would then travel extensively and then you would be but you're not always expected to to be awake for those um, yeah so there are you know there are 24 7 roles aren't they where you're literally tied to your phone you're awake all the time I don't think you're doing one currently but no I'm not I've only done that once before um and I was living overseas at the time um and that again was it depends on your your lifestyle but but I don't do that now and I, I do find that um if I if you do start start answering emails in the evening because founders work 24 7 you end up bringing it on yourself to a degree so if I work, if I work in the evenings from choice, um, I tend to. This is a little bit of a tip. I tend to bank them in my drafts Good to idea. go out. When I start the next morning, I just send, 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 so that the actual conversations that we'll have after that are during the day, unless it's urgent, of course, and that's a whole different story. But anything, because founders will send you texts and emails just because it's at the top of their mind, not because yeah. they expect a response. But if you start responding then you end up creating yourself a huge amount of volume of work in the evenings. That's actually a really good tip for people. And also, you don't need to. Like, lots of people will respond because they want their boss maybe to know that they're working or to show that they're responsive. But that's how you burn out or that you miss vital information. Because if you're responding to emails late at night, you might be tired. You know, it's not urgent. So it probably is better to do it in the morning when you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed rather yeah. than 12 o'clock at night when you're tired and you might miss something super, super important that could actually be detrimental um, mm. for your boss. So yeah, that's a really, really good tip, Jackie. Thank you for that. Um, but also, just just add to that, when yeah. you get a, an SMS or a text, I always forward those to my emails if that's I get them. Um, so that everything is on email. So I, if I get them and I don't respond immediately, I tend to forward it as an as a, as a email to my inbox for the next day. And I think we spoke before about your inbox management. Have you got any tips for managing your inbox to the to the highest level and to make sure it's as organised as possible for people working for extremely busy founders, CEOs, individuals? I think you. I think you have to keep it really simple. Um, there's so many different ways of doing it. I file every day, whether it be email or or um, on the cloud. I file every day, whether it's paper, so that I've never got anything outstanding paperwork. Yeah. And then I have email folders, so I might have four or five folders that will have outstanding. So I might have invoices, I might have travel, I might have lawyers' documents, and I will visit those numerous times as the diary every day to make sure that these particular, you know, whatever projects you're working on. I take them out of my inbox, but my inbox is, is generally, I suppose, anything up to 30, 40 emails maximum. I file or I, I, I subdivide, So, but I do everything through email. I have one place. Um, you will have some paper, um, and I tend to have that in a 1 to 31 folder, so I bring out the relevant papers on the day. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it, it's organization is the only success I have to say that you, if without that you, you will never succeed I agree I am the most disorganized person that's why <laughs> I am <laughs> I do recruitment and um, I just would never be able to do a PA role because 
I'm not as organised as some people naturally. Um, and having an organised assistant when my sister was working for me, she was she used to sit down with me, have a meeting with me in the morning, tell me about all my meetings. She just laid everything out for me. I literally didn't have to organise anything. And it made my life so simple because all I had to do was do my recruitment work or you know run my company, whereas she would do all the admin tasks and all the things that actually take up lots of time that aren't so important so vital if you're trying to run a business so you know PAs and EAs are so important for keeping a business and keeping a founder working properly aren't they because as I said earlier in the podcast you just don't actually know how much stuff they do if they're so good at it and it sounds like you are definitely just flying through everything keeping your boss as happy as possible and they probably don't know what you do for like most of the day because no I mean I mean the founders are you know very different so I may speak to a founder a hundred times a day or I might not speak to him in a week Mm. I mean generally communication is there but again I know I sometimes have struggled to get them to sit down and talk to me you know you think you have a weekly or a daily meeting I mean that's 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 perfection I don't find that I don't find that (laughs) in the majority will not want to do that they will just you know you know just give you information or tasks whenever so I think that it's that you know that's great but it's more corporate to be able to sit down I mean I would love to do that but it's just not always possible it just doesn't seem to work out so what I do at the end of every week I do a task list of my main tasks and the main projects I update them and then I forward it through the last thing I do on a Friday just so it's there yeah that's brilliant so people so you know exactly what you've got to do uh, yes, and the updates there, so that if you want to read it at midnight, it's this is how we're progressing. Yeah. So there's there's a you know so they they know that you're doing something. It's not sort of well I wonder what's happening with that or I wonder. So every week religiously I send that through, whether it's read or not. Again, you just assume it is, and then you carry on. And that makes you feel at ease as well, doesn't it? Because you know you've documented everything. You know that you've done your side of your job. Um, there's nothing worse than thinking you've done something not sending that email and not having it on so having it in black and white right there's no disputing then is it it's done or it's not done no um, no you do have to make sure that you've not I cover yourself is not but you do need to make sure that you you can evidence what you've done I think that's yeah. also very important I blind copy myself in to I would say 70% of the emails I send until they're sorted amazing well Jackie I could literally chat to you for hours about this <laughs> but you have done this out of your own free will so I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast today um, very welcome and I really hope that this is going to be helpful for executive assistants or PAs that are coming up or even people working at founder level already because um, you have given some fantastic tips and they are super helpful so Jackie a massive thank you I would say where you work but we're we're not going to today but no we're um, not <laughs> <laughs> thank you so so much for coming on and um yeah have a lovely evening Lovely. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks, Jackie. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.